Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Uh, real quickly, as we bring in Dr. O'Malley here uh, from UAMS, Doc, how are you? I'm good. We usually, I, I mean, I, I don't want to pigeonhole you because I think you're more than just a guy who knows about injuries. So I wanted to share this story I saw online today. It was pretty wild. Um, you know, Josh McDaniel's name is mud around uh, around Vegas and everywhere else that the NFL circles are, are connected. Probably everywhere except for New England. Just about. Uh, but he doesn't like New England being mentioned, apparently, in his locker room. <laughs> um, there's a story that's come out that is absolutely wild. Um, there is a story going around. This is former Broncos tight end Nate Jackson, who's now an author. He wrote an article shedding light on McDaniel's future, uh, failure as a head coach. Talked about a number of different things, including <laughs> sharing a rumor that McDaniels traded away Peyton Hillis because his wife, Laura, McDaniels' wife, was attracted to Hillis, thought he was cute, so he traded him away. Jackson says McDaniels' ego wasn't just a delicate flower on the field. He famously sent packing Peyton Hillis because word had it McDaniels thought his wife had a thing for the guy. Please, God, <laughs> I don't ask for much. Let this be true. <laughs> but I feel bad for Peyton because that sucks. That's a pretty bad way to have your uh, your career impacted negatively because your coach is thin-skinned and doesn't trust his wife. Anyway, wild, wild story. I'm sure we're going to get some response to that at some point. Maybe if we get Peyton on again, we can ask him about it. Anyway, uh, let's talk some injuries, Doc. Hmm. And I want to ask you about uh, – a pretty common injury. We've seen it a lot, I guess, and it's not just for athletes. I mean, I know a few people who are run-of-the-mill types like us who have gotten it, and it's weird. It can happen just about any which way. But the uh, Jones fracture, which is a foot injury, and Central Arkansas is dealing with that with their point guard, unfortunately, and their best player in, in, uh, in Cam Hunter, who's out for a few weeks with it. So what, what's the what's – the, I'm curious about the, the return to, to play, but also what the potential is for future issues with that after a surgery. Yeah, so the Jones fracture, um, that's an area, so it's, it's on the outside of the foot. It's the fifth metatarsal, so it's one of the long bones in the foot, uh, and it's an area that doesn't have good blood supply. And so most of these fractures occur, they're like repetitive injuries, and we see them in our athletes, that they just get this microtrauma to this area, and because it doesn't have good blood supply, the body can't heal these little fractures, and then it turns into one big crack, and it goes all the way through. And so we call it a watershed area because it doesn't have good good blood flow or the blood doesn't doesn't get there very easily. Mm. And so in our athletes, you end up having to fix it. You put a screw in it is the first line to fix it. And return is very debatable on how quickly you can let them go back. I mean, I, I did it when we were at Clemson and we operated on a member of soccer player and we had him playing three weeks later. Um, and so that is very fast and they're mm. very aggressive to let them go. Uh, most surgeons are not that aggressive with their Jones fractures and letting them play because it's not healed in three weeks. Like there's no way bones take at least six to eight weeks to heal. And so it, it, there's a debate on how quickly to let them come back, but we've learned we can fix them and let them come back faster, particularly when they're asymptomatic, um, which means they're not having pain where that fracture side is. What, what are you looking for? And is it, I assume it's an x-ray. What are you looking for in a bone to say, okay, that's healed? Yeah, you will see the bone. You won't see the crack anymore. So, like on a Jones fracture, you'll see the crack in the bone, um, and then over time. And, and the funny thing is, the X-rays actually lag behind. So, when those fractures are healed at two months, 
they may not look 100% healed on the x-rays, but the patient doesn't hurt where the fracture is. You can push on it. They're like, oh, I'm fine. It doesn't bother me anymore. But you may see a little bit of a line because what happens, the body lays down what's called callus. Think of it like the scaffolding for bone, and then it pulls in the calcium and the components of bone to grow bone back together. And so that takes a little bit of time for it to actually ossify or become bone between where the fracture side is. So it may be 10 weeks before you see it completely filled in with new bone, hmm. um, depending on the fracture location. Um, and so that's what we're looking at is, one, do they hurt? Um, two, um, what does the x-rays look like? And are we seeing that gap get smaller and smaller? And then it should get to the point where it essentially goes away. What's the incidence of reoccurrence on an injury like that? Well, if you have a screw in there, it's really hard to re-break it um, if it heals all the way. Then normally what happens is, you fix it, it doesn't heal all the way. And the problem, if you think about, um, so bone actually bends a little bit. It's actually a little bit malleable. And so, but you put a titanium screw in there, and the titanium screw doesn't bend as much as your bone actually bends. And so what I tell everybody with fractures is it's always a race. It's a race. Or is my plate going to fall apart before the fracture heals? Most of the time, the plate is strong enough. But if, if a fracture doesn't heal, so in that patient um, that you put a screw in, if the fracture doesn't heal the way, at some point that screw may become loose, and then you have to go what we call revise it and put a different uh, different metal in there to fix it. Mm-hmm. Normally it would be a plate and screws instead of just a single screw for a Jones fracture. Oh, I got a screw loose, Doc, but it has hmm. nothing to do with the Jones fracture. You have a few, of those, a few of those loose. No doubt. Theoretically, could you give the patient's Viagra to help the blood flow and to, to speed up the recovery? Yeah, it doesn't increase the blood flow there. But there are some other things we can do. Um, so like osteoporosis treatment, um, such as like a porteo, uh, is what we give our elderly patients who have weak bone. Um, off-label use, and for our athletes, we'll actually use that to increase healing. And so in our professional athletes, they pay out of pocket, and we can give them infusions um, to get it to heal faster. Yep. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, got a note here. Oh, uh, such a justing question, Wes. I'm so, <laughs> so, so impressed by you. I'm rubbing off on you. Thanks. Uh, Texas Longhorns coach Steve Sarkeesian just uh, announced that Quinn Ewers, who suffered a grade 2 AC joint sprain in his throwing shoulder at Houston on October 21st, is making all the throws in practice this week and will start Saturday. How do you like that timeline? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like completely reasonable. It's what, a couple weeks out, uh, a grade 2 AC sprain. Um, it's not a surgery. You don't need to treat that with surgery. It's just whenever his pain um, gets to the point that he can throw and not hurt. And so um, two to three weeks is not unreasonable to return from that injury. Sometimes it takes a little longer, so he's probably a little on the uh, speedy recovery instead of a delayed recovery. Yep. What's the difference between an AC joint sprain and a separated shoulder or a broken collarbone? So AC sprain and separated shoulder are the same thing. Um, And then a broken collarbone, right? The AC joint, a chromioclavicular joint, that's the joint between the collarbone and the shoulder blade. Um, So that's an AC sprain or a shoulder separation. Or uh, you said a collarbone, you break your collarbone. That's breaking your collarbone or your Mm -hmm. clavicle. That that bone there is broken. Yeah. So that normally requires surgery in our athletes. I've done that before. Sucks. Hmm. Um, Long story, but I don't want to tell it on the air. Anyway, uh, we wanted to ask about Aaron Rodgers too, Doc. He's out there running around, or not really running around, moving around and throwing fine. I mean, obviously he didn't – there's no Achilles in his arm that he tore, so he's fine. But uh, what did you – does it surprise you he's able to do what he's doing? Yes, it is very surprising that he's coming back this quickly, and most orthopedic surgeons would not recommend doing what he's doing. I mean – it, it's, he, he looks like he's going to return a lot sooner than any, any of us would expect. 
Um, but there is risk involved with that too. That healed enough, like there's a lot of. And he's also getting all of the best treatments thrown at this to get it to heal. Um, it's just definitely very early, but. He looks like he's doing fine, so I don't see any issues with it. He's an outside-the-box thinker, and maybe that's because of the ayahuasca usage. I don't know. <laughs> but he is there anything that's somewhat uh, experimental that he might be, you think, utilizing that would give him a head start on this or give him a little edge? Yeah, extra? I mean, they probably put what's called like a bone marrow aspirate stem cell or like a stem they're not truly stem cells, but essentially draw off your bone marrow, spin it down, and inject that at the site where they did the, the surgery to help stimulate. Which is not, not, it's sort of experimental. It's on label. You can use it in the United States. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he flew to Europe and had true stem cells injections um, in it, um, but you kind of have to go out of the country to do true stem cell injections where you manipulate the cells to tell them what to do. Uh, in the United States, you can't, like, give a signaling pathway to the cells. We can pull your own cells off and spin them down and condense them and inject them back in, but we can't put factors in there to tell them, hey, we want you to turn into tendons. Um, you can't do that. Right. That's like manipulating. It's not allowed under U.S. law um, to do that. So you'd have to go out of the country to try that. Would you be in favor of it if they allowed for it? Uh, I think we need more research. Okay. I think we need research on all of it. The stuff we can do, in my opinion, overused. Um, and a lot of people make a lot of money off it. I do it sparingly because I don't want to tell you, hey, you got to pay out of pocket for something that I wouldn't spend to do on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so the research is very spotty on a lot of it. You can find papers that say it's helpful. You can also find a ton of paper, papers that say it's not helpful. So I look at it. If I'm going to pay for it out of my own pocket, yeah, it's reasonable, but I'm cheap, and if I'm not going to pay for it, I'm not going to ask you to pay for it. Speaking of saving so, money, uh, if it was numbed up nice, could you uh, do an ACL uh, surgery on yourself? Uh Probably not. I don't think so. Okay. That'd be pretty hard. Yeah. Have to, like, invent new instruments to do that. Be yeah. cool to see, though, if you mm. could pull it off. Like, it would be, be pretty cool. It'd be great yeah, TV. Yeah. Have to be limber. Dr. Heal thyself! <laughs> right? Anyway. Um, yeah, they say that, uh, you know, a, a, an attorney who represents himself in court has a fool for a client. I guess it would probably apply to a doctor who mm-hmm. s- who operates on himself, too. Yep. I would, uh, I would just go to the best and have them do it on yeah. me uh, while I go to sleep and let them do their thing. I got a really big splinter out one time. That was amazing. <laughs> so that was cool. Anyway, uh, I won't compare it to what you do, though, Doc. I mean, I guess what you do is harder. That's fine. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I kid. I kid. Anyway, if you need uh, the best care because you don't want to operate on yourself because you're not a fool, then you get uh, our friends over at UMS take care of you. Doc and his colleagues will take the best care of you. Uh, 501-526-1046 if you want to get same or next day appointment availability. They got you covered. Got a few different locations to help you out. And uh, obviously, they are uh, the best around. So, Doc, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Thanks, guys. All right, very See good. Ya. Doc's a good sport. I love him. Hmm.